Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash, with you here on the Dark Knight mic. And ladies and gentlemen, I am back for another great week here. I have plenty of news to go around here in the top headlines for the week. So with no further ado, I am going to go ahead and get right in to the mix of today's show. And what I want to start off with is <laughs> I want to start off with this, this new poll that is making its way around. Um, it, it has to do with, let me see here. There's a new poll out. Uh, it's with Americans wanting to, they, they've basically taken this poll on Biden's handling of the economy. And they had a, a lot of Americans all around the country weigh in on this. And I, I wanted to, to, to read this to everybody. So it says here, this article is called Biden's Handling of the Economy Put to the Test, Americans Weigh In. And what they did was they went to a lot of Democratic-ran states. I know people are saying, well, he's going to get great margins from this. Well, believe it or not, he actually didn't. So I'm going to read this article. It's actually pretty interesting. It says, people in New York and San Francisco graded how well President Joe Biden has handled the economy. Horrible. I don't even want to comment on that. A man named Keith told Fox News in San Francisco. I don't even know if Biden's conscious sometimes. That's an ouch zinger. Then we had some other people like this lady here named Susan from San Francisco thought problems with the economy were out of Biden's control. I'm just reading these headlines here. I want everyone to hear these. She said he's doing what he can as president in the executive position. She graded Biden and gave him a B. She said that can't fall on any person with the way the economy is right now. I beg to differ on that. Now, reading on in this article, it says people who spoke with Fox News from the coastal cities gave my Biden mixed reviews. My most graded that the economy and agreed that the economy was fairly poor or failing. Answers were split on whether the president was responsible. Yet a lot of people in New York saying everything is expensive. They're saying that uh, Joe Biden is blind to the problem. This was in New York. It said from 1 to 10, most people gave Biden a between a grade of 2 and 5. Again, these are Democratic-run states. I, I found this really eye-opening. I know most people are saying, how could you find that even 
remotely eye-opening? Well, it's because of the simple fact they were pulling Democrats. That's why I find this article interesting. But, like I have said before, and this is why I wanted to bring and start this show on this article. How many times have I said on this show that when individuals' pocketbooks start becoming pinched, it doesn't matter if you have a D or an R next to your affiliation with a party. People will eat each other. They will throw party aside if it is hitting their checkbook or or, or wallets. And that's what's happening here. In this article, they talked about inflation. It rose by 8.3% in August compared to a year ago. This is according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It said people were pointing out that June's 9.1 inflation rate, this was in June, so it increased. It says it showed the greatest increase in 40 years. You had a lot of people saying that they, they're going to the grocery store just for small items, and they're walking out with over $100 worth of, uh, worth of uh, product because of inflation. Now, there's also been some issues going on, not with just this pool. They talked about this within this, this Democratic pulled um, article here. They talk about how if you're someone who's in the stock market, with the plunge in the stock market, we're, we're in bear markets now. I'm going to read this here. It says the Dow dropped 1,200 points. This was a week and a half ago. And it still really hasn't recovered. It says it's the biggest drop since June of 2020. After the inflation report was released last week, additionally, the economy dropped for two consecutive quarters, a sign frequently used to indicate a recession. But according to the White House, we're not in a recession Isn't that what they're screaming? They know that we have inflation. They finally said that that's that's a real thing. But we're not in a recession. I I beg to differ with these numbers. So there you have it. I wanted to read this article. Like I said, I thought it was interesting because they just pulled Democrats. And Democrats are giving him failed markings now. But again, I I tie that back to people's wallets being pinched. And now everybody is feeling the pain across the country. And it's only going to get worse. Folks, I went to the grocery store today with all three of my daughters. Milk is at $3.99. For a gallon of milk. That's outrageous. 
It's only going to get worse. That's just one product of thousands. And we're slowly, we're what, a, a week and a half, maybe a week away, a little over a week. Today's the first day of autumn, September 22nd. We're a week and a couple days away from October, and the holidays are just around the corner. Can you imagine what it's going to be by the time Halloween rolls in? Then we go into Thanksgiving, and I hate to shudder what people are, what condition people are going to be in financially come December for Christmas. Let alone if you can even find anything by that time. I've been seeing people buying up things left and right because they're scared that there isn't going to be anything for the holiday seasons, that there are going to be continued shortages. I will admit to everybody here, and, and I had people here in my own family laughing at me. I've already started buying for Christmas. We already have presents wrapped and put in storage because it's going to be, I believe, a economic disaster come December. And I feel that the way that's the way it's going to be. But again, I, I wanted to share this article. If you want to read it for yourself, it's on Fox News. It's Biden's handling of the economy put to the test. Americans weigh in. And like I said, it's mostly Democrats that they, they interviewed. Now, I want to get to an article here that I have held on to. I talked about this here last week. It was the key signature discussion point of the show, and that was the migrant musical chairs going on in GOP-ran states, primarily in Texas and in Florida, where you have Governor Abbott and you have Governor Ron DeSantis sending by bus and plane immigrants to Democratic-ran sanctuary states. I talked about the backlash that they're getting. You have people screaming that they're performing human trafficking, that they're performing illegal forms of shipping migrants out of their country. And I have some doozy, doozy of an article, a couple of them. I want to get to this first one here. It's on Newsmax. And it, now I, I laughed about this because I said on the show last week, I made the comment that Martha's Vineyard was going to come, was complaining about the 50 that they got sent. And I said, keep it up, just do it in a larger numbers. Well, it didn't fall on deaf ears because Ron DeSantis, they're saying that they're going to be sending thousands of more to Martha's Vineyard. 
And did everybody hear what happened to the 50 migrants that's at Martha's Vineyard? They shipped them out to a military base. And then when it hit the news media about what had happened, you had all of these Democrats in Martha Vineyard, you had the people there, you had celebrities when asked, well, why don't you take these people into your homes? None of them wanted to even discuss that. That was not an option on the table. You had senior Democratic officials there stating, well, even if though they're here, they're not going to be able to stay here. Oh, but wait a minute. I thought this was a sanctuary state. I thought you welcomed all people from foreign countries. Apparently not. So I'm going to read this article here. It says, DeSantis staff, thousands more, thousand more migrants could be headed to Martha's Vineyard. It said Martha's Vineyard residents might expect a few thousand more immigrants, like the 50 who showed up unexpectedly last Wednesday. It said Governor Ron DeSantis staff said Thursday, though it was unclear if what was a promise of mere uh, a mere Twitter argument that they could be getting more sent their way. It says two planes filled with mostly Venezuelans arrived from Texas on Wednesday, less than an hour's notice to the vacation spot for the wealthy and Hollywood elites off the Massachusetts coast. Now, Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, has took credit for the flights that shipped those Venezuelan migrants to Martha's Vineyard, saying they were part of the state's efforts to move migrants to liberal sanctuary areas that have said that they would welcome the influx of migrants into the country. This is Republican governor of Texas and Arizona have done the same sending busloads of migrants to Washington, D.C., New York, and to the streets of Chicago. Now, I find this amazingly... <laughs> I do, I find it funny. Because of the simple fact these people, in all of their high-end glory, in these sanctuary states, these Democratic-run states... 50, they got 50 migrants, like I said last week, and they are throwing a tissy fit. Go down to Texas, where they're getting 5,000 immigrants a day. A day. And you want to talk about problems, you got 50 and you got the residents in Martha's Vineyard throwing their hands up saying, not here, not in our, not, not in our state, not in our town. It, it's, um, it, it's remarkable. Now I have another article here. This wasn't just the only one. This one was on Fox News and The Hill as well. 
It's titled Martha Vineyard Homeless Advocate says migrants there will eventually have to move someplace else. Read this. It says a homeless coordinator in Martha Vineyard, the latest destination where migrants are being sent by Republican governors in an effort to bring attention to the southern border. So that the island doesn't have the resources to help them long term and that they will eventually have to move someplace else. But every other state that's having this problem with the influx of thousands can handle it, but you can't handle 50. This is the irony in this. When it shifted to the sanctuary cities who are screaming for these these illegal immigrants, this influx, that they have every right to come into this country. We should have to pay their way, house them, feed them, clothe them, pay for their medical necessities. But yet when it comes to their town, oh no, we can't do that. And even a small number of 50, like by God, you sons of bitching Republicans, why would you even send them here? I'm going to read on here. It says the Lisa Balacrostro was speaking to reporters Thursday about the community response to the newly arrived immigrants. So we received 50, 50 of these migrants from, from Venezuela, and we are certainly... We don't have enough housing, she said. We can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. Her remarks came a day after Ron DeSantis sent two planes carrying 50 migrants to the island of Massachusetts coast. Now, in primary for summer vacation, the sport and spot of wealthy Hollywood elites And this impromptu response by the local leaders there who wanted and said they could they could take care of these individuals well now now they're backtracking so there you have it still the wine fest the whining the complaining the best article the best article that i have This is, uh, <laughs> remember I said that the 50 migrants were shipped out? Well, they were. They shipped them out to, to um, Cape Cod Military Base. I'm going to read this. It says Martha Vineyards. It says the uh, playground of rich and famous has washed their hands in just 44 hours of what local leaders called a humanitarian crisis caused by the arrival of 50 flown immigrants from Florida. It says the migrants were shipped by bus and ferry to Cape Cod on Friday morning. This is last week, folks. This is, they shipped them, they shipped them to Cape Cod 
last Friday on the 16th of September. Not even 44 hours, and and (laughs) it's a humanitarian crisis. They can't handle it. They filled a church. We can't house these people. We can't give them food. We can't house them in our own houses. We want all this around the country, but we can't we can't take care of 50 migrant immigrants. This is about 55.5% of homes on Martha Vineyard are vacation homes. The highest rate in the entire nation, according to a 2019 report by the National Association of Realtors. It says one local resident even urged former President Barack Obama to offer up his $12 million vineyard vacation mansion for shelter, according to a New York Post. That's not going to happen. It says, but none of these vacation homeowners apparently stepped up to offer shelter to the unexpected visitor. Why would they? Why would they? It's like the Hollywood elites who scream all the time when Donald Trump was in office. You're destroying this country. You can't do this. You can't do that. But yet when the tables are turned back at them for what they're complaining about, mum's the word. Oh, hell no. And I laugh at this article here. Do you honestly think Barack Hussein Obama is going to give up anything for anyone? Hell no. That is the particular individual who is behind, I can almost guarantee it, half of the mess that's going on in this country and is probably one of the puppeteers behind Joe Biden. Guarantee it. Now, getting on with this article, it says the operations in Martha's Vineyard ended at, ended at 11 a.m. And the Dukes County Sheriff's Office had reported on Fox News Digital and many other outlets. Dukes County includes all six municipals in Martha Vineyard. So basically what happens is you even had you had Martha Vineyard asking if they could call in the National Guard as part of a relief effort for these 50 migrants. Can you believe this? 50 individuals flown into their states and these people are losing it. First, it was, oh, yes, we welcome everyone. We'll find a place for them. We have a plan. We have set up a plan of operations. This will be no problem. Damn you, Ron DeSantis. Damn you, Governor Abbott. But we'll take care of this. And then 44 hours later, they're shipping them out. And it's, we need to get the National Guard in here. This could be, this is a state of emergency. Over 50 migrants. We can't shelter these people. We can't give them food, necessities that they need. 
then they're not going to be able to stay here. And then they ship them to Cape Cod military base. So what are they going to do again? I pointed this out last week laughingly about this. What are they going to do? Let's say they get 400 immigrants or a couple thousand. What, what's going to happen next? And did you hear the latest? This was the latest uh, as of today, the 22nd of September. The latest is now these immigrants, these Venezuelan immigrants, well, they've, they're now doing a mass lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, of Florida. Which he has documentation showing that they signed willingly to be shipped to Martha Vineyard. But they're trying to sue him now. I wonder who's behind that. I wonder who gave them that idea. What I find even more curious about this, and I have pointed this out in past shows, what I find funny is the law enforcement and, and courts here in the United States can't handle the current residents of the United States. They're already backlogged in court cases because there's so many. But yet we can take illegal immigrants and we can take on their legal representation, even though they're not citizens. So therefore they have no legal rights. Does anybody else find this curious at all? It's, it's stated in the Constitution that if you're not a citizen, you have no legal rights. So therefore, how are all these lawsuits coming about now? It's just an observation. I know there's going to be people out there who say, well, you're completely wrong, Mr. Nash, but I'm sorry. I read for the wording of the Constitution for what it is. I don't see how these people have any rights. I don't even know how they even can be able to take someone to court when they're not a national citizen. I get that other countries can sue other countries, but still... I don't see how this is even going to hold up, which it's not. But again, it's just the fact of the matter that we have a lawsuit brought on by illegal immigrants now. And you know that it has, they have nothing to do with this. It's the individuals running things down at Martha Vineyard because they're pissed. That's all this is. Now, I am 28 minutes in here to the first part of the show. I have to take my first commercial timeout from my Think Local Businesses. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. 
You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When you're in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807, and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it, and it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now, they are a fairly new small family business they are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. 
They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsinwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. Need an outside cleaning? Better call Pro Select. House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call Pro Select. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call Pro Select. How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call Pro Select. Pro Select exterior cleaning and services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelectLLC or Facebook. Email them at ProSelect.es at gmail.com for more information. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs. You want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. 
Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. back to the show here folks coming in from your first commercial timeout here and i'm going to get right back into the mix of the news that i've been holding on to here for the last several days so with no further wait we're going to get right back in to the working math of the news here and i just want to the, the last article that I want to talk about here on the subject of this Martha Vineyard thing, I, I have to bring this up, was a fight of words on social media between Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida and <laughs> Governor Newsom of California. And I had to laugh because they were fighting again over the the flight to Martha's Vineyard. And you had Governor Newsom. He was basically saying that they they should charge Ron DeSantis with kidnapping. It was funny. He shot back and said, look, he said, uh, I think Governor Newsom's hair gel was interfering with his brain function. I, I... I, I almost pissed my pants when I, I read that. I was laughing. I, I, I heard the video on that, and it was hilarious. Uh, look, it, it's within every state's power and their governor to make decisions, especially when it comes to this issue on illegal immigrants and when you have a president, when we have a sitting president who is sitting on his ass doing absolutely nothing to fix the issue at the southern border, and not even with just the, the, the immigrants, the illegal immigrants coming in, the influx. I'm talking with the crime, the sex trafficking, the drugs coming across, the fentanyl problem. You name it. There's tons of it. The murders of innocent Americans. Well, it's just downright disgusting. And furthermore, 
the president of the United States, his administration, and all of these liberal sanctuary cities. I really do. I hope you get exactly what you've turned a blind eye to. I, I hope you actually get all these immigrants and it causes your states to shut down. Because if you could see what Texas is having to deal with on a daily basis, not just the, the, the Governor Abbott and his administration, I'm talking about your local law enforcement. I'm talking about your average American citizens that live in Texas. They're having to put up with this. Same thing with Arizona. So am I happy to hear that they're fighting back, that they're, they're giving these Democratic-run sanctuary cities a taste of their own medicine? I hope they continue this. Don't let these threats stop you. That's just like an article I seen today. They said that Joe Biden, you had the White House press secretary. She's going on about how Biden's hand has been forced. And he's really having to deal with Donald Trump's problems that Donald Trump created at the southern border. That is the biggest load of shit I have ever heard in my entire life. I read the numbers to everyone here about a week ago. If you look at the numbers with what it was under Donald Trump, they had less than 2,000 illegal immigrants in a year's time under Donald Trump. You look at it now, look at Arizona, over 340,000. 340,000. They're saying it's double in Texas. They have estimated this year alone for the 2022 year that over 4 million illegal immigrants have come across the southern border. 4 million. And that's what, that's what they know of. That is astonishing and alarming at the same time. But enough of the, the issues on the migrant musical chair problem. I want to read a, uh, I got two articles here. And this is actually pretty big news. And it got sweeped under the rug. It was only carried by Newsmax, Fox, and Reuters. There was a couple small little... Um, networks that that had it i believe even the blaze had it as well but it was not carried by and it wasn't really even talked about that much but it was actually big news and i i talked about this here last week and i've talked about it for the last year and a half especially over covid and that is the blackout of media networks and the blackout of big tech companies about freedom of speech censorship well i've got this news article here it says u.s appeals court rejects big tech's right to regulate online 
speech. You heard it. I'm going to read this because it was, it's big news. It says the U.S. Appeals Court on Friday upheld a Texas law that bars large social media companies from banning or censoring user-based viewpoint, a setback for technology industry and their groups that say that the measure would turn platforms into basin or dangerous content. This is a largely two-and-run ruling by the 5th U.S. Court Circuit of Appeals, based in New Orleans, sets up the potential for the U.S. Supreme Court to rule on the law which conservatives and right-wing commentators have said is necessary to prevent big tech from suppressing their views and their right. This has been going on. And for people out there going, well, you got to prove that. I, I, there's an easy way to prove that. Look no further than Twitter. Oh, precious Twitter. Everyone knows it's not true unless it's on Twitter. Or Facebook. I'm just making an example here. I'm not saying that everything that's posted on there is truth. But look at look at Twitter, for example. You could have President Joe Biden say that Americans who are white are all racist and they're pigs. You could have President, former President, Donald Trump tweet on there anything, and I mean anything, and he's censored. Matter of fact, they they basically banned him for free speech, his viewpoint. Here's another great example on Twitter. You can go on there and look up the January 6th committee And there is anything and everything that you can find from a liberal viewpoint. And some of the material has been debunked and and proven wrong, and it's still there. But anyone who's a conservative, Republican, an independent, or you don't even have to be party affiliated, but they talk about the debunked issues within the January 6th committee and the evidence that's been, or I should say lack thereof, that's been put together or hornswoggled together. Well, it's, it's, it's taken down. It's censored. It's considered misinformation. Here's another great one. Look at Facebook. Look at YouTube. The biggest one that I had a problem with. YouTube. You put anything on there with the word COVID-19. You're, you're, you're taken off. You're suspended. You're put in YouTube jail. 
because they say it's misinformation. And now look at the whole thing with, with COVID. They did all of that to censor everything. And now COVID is mum. You're not allowed to talk about it at all. Nobody wants to talk about it. COVID is done. Which, speaking of that, by the way, now the White House is having to walk back Joe Biden. More comments that he made here just the other day about how he said at a rally that COVID is done. We beat COVID. Oh, yeah. COVID is done. We we beat COVID. This was at a this was at a a rally that they were doing to 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 garner votes for the upcoming November election for key candidates. He's now having the White House is walking that back now, his statements. Because it puts into jeopardy all of the lies and bullshit and money spending and, and the bills that they have passed when it comes to COVID, it puts all that in jeopardy now. Well, you can look it up. It was all over the internet. Another foot-in-mouth moment by Joe Biden. But I just wanted to bring this up with the big tech companies here. You know... They, they want to protect the First Amendment rights uh, against censoring people and their viewpoints. And I get it. Now it says here, it says big tech groups that have, ta- that have challenged this Texas law and were on the losing end on Friday's ruling included NetChoice, and the Computer and Communications Industry Association, which court meta platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Alphabet Inc's YouTube as its members. So there you go. I had already named those companies and they're the companies who are screaming the most about how there needs to be speech mandates on free speech. There needs to be a censorship according to them. You know, it's kind of like this. Here's another great example. I'm going to use YouTube again. You can't even put on there anymore anything that has to do with promoting America. You write on there, God bless America, in one of your post forms, you'll get suspended for it. It's kind of like when someone goes on there and they put mega. Make America uh, great again. Make America first. You'll get suspended. And again, it goes back to the platform coming back and saying, you have violated our policy and procedures platform. And when you look for an explanation, there isn't one. And this is exactly what's happening. Now, speaking, continuing on this, you had also, you had Senator Ted Cruz 
He's been leaving, leading efforts here to protect publishers against big tech companies. See, a lot of people didn't know this either. There's also a fight going on about how these big tech companies are censoring publishers. A lot of people aren't even aware of that. This is Senator Ted Cruz, Republican uh, senator there in Texas. He praised his colleagues on the Senate Judiciary Committee for including his amendment to the Journalism um, Competition and Preservation Act, the JCPA, intended to prevent content moderation and censorship on conservative major social media and search engines. Now, he went on further here. He also thanked the 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 courts for their ruling here the other day. Now he is on a bipartisan appeals um, committee who again is trying to put this together to stop big tech companies from censoring free speech, but also again, publishers. They are under attack as well. He names off here. I'm going to say what he's got named here. It says, says tech giants like Facebook and Google are strangling smaller conservative publications by keeping them from making a profit online or on their online platforms. You have <clears throat> big bars, bill tech firms who are full throttling, filtering, suppressing online content while providing local news outlets with a fair playing field to negotiate against the censorship giants. That's what, that's what they want here. They want to be able to have, just like the big companies have, they don't want any censorship. And there shouldn't be. But you got your small publishers, they're being drowned out. That's what this, this is what Ted Cruz is talking about. It's like a monopoly with the big companies. They're strangling the small companies who are starting to get bigger or trying to. And when these small companies, they do rely on some of these big companies to run their networks, their platforms, they're being censured out. So again, I applaud the Fifth Court of Appeals for blocking the freedom of speech censorship of these big tech companies. Uh, again, this is something that I have dealt with <clears throat> myself personally on a personal level. And I don't think anybody should be censored. I don't think anyone should. I look at it this way. If you don't like somebody's viewpoint, you don't have to read it. You don't have to listen to it. It's kind of like the show here. If you don't like what I say, 
then tune out. I'm not, I'm not making you listen in. If you don't like it, you don't like the truth of things, tune out. No one is holding a gun to your head saying that you have to listen. My content that I bring people, I'm just bringing them local news from as many outlets and viewpoints as possible. And you make your own educational guess. Do I give my, my, my own spin on this? Absolutely. I have a lot of people tell me that I'm a Republican. I'm not a Republican. I have just as much problems with the Republican Party as I do the Democratic Party. The problem is, though, right now, the insanity of the Democratic Party, you just can't go, it just can't go unchecked and unnoticed. It's in everyone's face constantly. And I have said this before, and I'll say it again. I do not like liberals. You are communists. That is the key word to all of this. You're a damn communist who is looking for the inner destruction of the United States. And this is what this basically boils down to. So that is the news on the fight of big tech and censorship and how they got a blow handed to them here just the other day. Now I have another article here. Now this is from Blaze Media. <clears throat> and this was an interesting article because I have actually, in the past, I have talked about, it was at the beginning of the year, I had talked about how the military, from which is what I I served in, has changed, and not in a good way. It has become a very woke armed forces. So I'm going to read this article here from The Blaze, and it's not surprising. It says, Woke Air Force Academy trains candidates on microaggressions, inclusive climate, and rejects words like terrorist, mom, and dad. This is what we're sending men and women fresh out of school wanting to serve their country, this is what we're serving them on a dish to, a woke military. Now, this is talking about the Air Force here out of the, out of the brand, different branches here of the armed forces. It says, the United States Air Force Academy is teaching candidates to embrace an inclusive climate that includes all genders. The guidance focusing on diversity, equality, and inclusion calls for candidates to, to utilize inclusive language that bars words like terrorist, mom, and dad. This is the presentation for the 
seminar for the seminar uh, began last September at the Air Force Academy in Colorado. It was entitled Diversity and Inclusion. What is it? Why we care and what we can do. And they talk more about this article here. It goes down through. They talk about the, the actual, some of the training and videos that's being taught to young cadets. It says the diverse and inclusive force is a war fighting impromptu is what the uh, presentation declares. It says the Air Force Academy defines diversity as protective categories such as race, ethnicity, nationality, color, religion, or lack of therefore, sex, gender, identification, sexual orientation, and pregnancy status. This is according to the Washington Free Beacon. Candidates are asked, why many G animals did you generate as an individual? How many G animals did your class or squad generate? What does the activity show us about the power of combining our diverse perspectives? These are questions that I'm reading that they're talking about in this article. Basically, this, basically these videos this this new line of teaching comes down to this they want to erase gender we've already been seeing and hearing this fight look at the attack on on women's sports for example look at the the new terminology that the Department of Education around the country is wanting to is wanting to do and enforce in schools about these gender pronouns. You can't use mom. You have to use birthing mother. You can't say dad or man because sex isn't real. There is no gender. This is what they're talking about in this article. This is what's happening in the Air Force. We are making our military weak, pathetic, and it's going to end up becoming to where we have a problem. We're not going to be able to have anyone mobilized because we're not going to be ready to be a fighting force. Someone might get called a name on the battlefield and, well, they just have to, they, they just can't fight. They, they have to go to their safe place. This is what's happening. Like I said, I've talked about this in the military. This is just, this is the Air Force. This is out in Colorado. I'm bringing this up because, again, this is on the blaze. You can read it yourself. But it just shows how, again, the key areas and problems that we should be focusing on in this country, we're not. 
we're focused on destroying ourselves with stupidity, self-infliction, becoming weaker. And the people behind this, well, look no further than your Democratic Party. It's a good article, again, Blaze Media. It's titled, Woke Air Force Academy Trains Cadets on Microaggressions, Inclusive Climate, and Rejects Words Like Terrorist Mom and Dad. A good read. Very lengthy, very in-depth. I don't want to get into all of it. I'm just giving you the breakdown of it. But it's a very good read. You should, you should actually look this up yourself. And if you're someone who's in a military family, you know exactly what's going on. And if you don't, maybe this is the eye-opener that you need. Maybe you've seen a change in your child. Maybe you need to look into it. Now, I am almost 29 minutes here into the second part of the show. I have to break from my last commercial timeout. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. I've got a couple more articles. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com Time A word we take for granted As the years pass by so does one's age Families and loved ones share memories and moments Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones, as antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that. 
Antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well. KB, the gravel guy, can take care of that for you. Now, I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the gravel guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288.
And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, coming in from the last commercial timeout here. And I've just got, I believe I've got two more articles here that I want to discuss before I end tonight's show. So we're going to get right into those. And the next one that I have here, it's, um, it's from The Hill. And this has to do with the judge who came out and appointed in favor of a special master denying the DOJ access to classified records in the the whole DOJ Donald Trump raid on Donald former president Donald Trump's uh, Florida home. And it's very interesting because the special master that was appointed, um, he is he is looking at things very carefully. There was an article that came out today here from the Hill. Uh, it talks about how he is basically he has asked Donald Trump's team to basically enlighten with with more facts about how the FBI planted supposed information at the Trump home. And they don't go into large detail about it, but it, it's a back and forth cat and mouse. Uh, I've, I've seen the DOJ come out and say that there's missing documents that they know is someplace else. So I guess my question is here in this article, they're talking about the back and forths here. If you're missing articles of special classified information and they're saying he has it, why didn't they raid those areas like they did on his home in Florida? I mean, it's just a simple question. If, if, if the FBI is saying that these documents are in his possession. They didn't find him in Florida, but they, they know they're someplace. Okay, so where are they? You're the FBI. You're telling me you don't know this? This article was very lengthy. Um, they give you kind of a more of an in-depth about who the special... Um, master is who's going through the doc the, the documents the trump documents that the classified doj information uh you name it and he's very he's being very um how do i put this he he's he's basically being bipartisan to both group groups because he has also come down on donald trump here in the last 24 hours Sitting, hey, you're making claims about potential documents being thrown into the mix of what you already have. You need or, or planted material. You need to prove it. You need to come forward with with what was planted or what you believe was planted. He's making valid points against the DOJ and Donald Trump. So it's going to be interesting on where this goes from here. If you're someone keeping up with it, um, again, The Hill had a great article on it. Newsmax had a great article on this as well. Um, 
just something I wanted to bring up because it's it, it's developing slowly, but I I really don't know what to make of this. I really don't. And if you want to weigh in on this again, you can send me a um, an email here, politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. I would love to hear people's own interpretation or their own opinion on where they think this is going to go with this special master. And I, I kind of want to hear from people on what they think. Do you think that there is relevance uh, rev to what the FBI did with the raid on Donald Trump? Was it appropriate? Or do you think they overstepped their boundaries going after a former president? So I would love to hear people's uh, comments about this and what, and what they think. It's very interesting because I, I have not been able to get a grip on what this special master is doing. And right now he's kind of went right down the middle after everybody here. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Now, the very last article that I have here it's it's Kamala Harris, and I'm going to tr try to get the soundbite here. Here it is. What we're seeing with these governors is is irresponsible, and it's it's inhumane. It's inhumane. That was Kamala Harris. Sorry about the the fast uh, uptick here on that. It's some of these um, some of these interviews sound bites that I have are very quick. But that was her. She was on, <laughs> she was, had an interview on MSNBC here the other night. And they asked her about why she thought the Republicans were using immigration policy and, and what they were doing with transporting these migrants to sanctuary-ran Democrat states. They asked her why she thought they were doing that. And the first thing that she went to was there was no problem. Even though there's migrants sitting outside of her, her own home, there was no problem. It's not this administration. It's the former administration, Donald Trump. completely deflected the question that was raised to her. And it's because she has not a clue. Not a clue. Again, this is the person who sat with a margarita on a tarmac. Hasn't been down to the southern border yet. Not a clue. I just wanted everybody to hear that. She she basically slams Republican governors and the Republican Party saying that they're using them, using migrants as a weapon and a political tool. Governor Newsom came out here just the other day. I was talking about that against Governor Ron DeSantis saying that, you know, he kidnapped people. He should be held up on charges. Him and Governor Abbott and anybody else who's shipping out migrant immigrants. Well, if that's the case, shouldn't Joe Biden and his administration be doing it too? Because they've they've allowed the influx at borders and they've also been shipping people quietly 
all over the United States. So isn't that kidnapping in itself as well? Again, if the shoe is is criminal on one foot, well, it's going to be criminal on the other one as well. Just my two cents perspective on the matter. Now, that is all of the news that I have that is dominating uh, all of the networks. That's what's going been going on for the last week, week and a half. Um, so that that's really what's been going on. The, the only other thing that's been going on in the news is you have still the war in Ukraine and you have the ending proceedings of the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, and that's really what's been dominating the news. So that's all I have for tonight's show. I would like to, again, thank all of my listeners. If you're somebody new, I hope you continue to tune in. I want to thank all of my Think Local First businesses. And if you would like free advertisement, again, all you have to do is one of three things. You can rather contact me by email here at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. You can also call me, telephone number 740-802-7936. Or you can find me on Facebook. Just look up Charles Nash. You'll see the big political theater icon there. You can't miss me. If you're someone who would like to do a sit-down interview, maybe you're running for governorship here in Ohio. Maybe you're running for a Senate seat. Maybe you're running for mayor of your local city. Maybe there's an issue in a school or you're on a police department and maybe there's an issue going on, whatever it may be. Maybe you're just someone who wants to come in and talk about what's happening out there in America. Well, the mic is always open to anyone. All you have to do is contact me and reach out. So again, that is all we have for tonight's show. I will be back in the middle of next week, most likely on Wednesday. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been another great episode of Political Theater, and I will see everybody next Wednesday. Stay safe, and good night, folks.